Welcome to RBC's Markets in Motion, recorded August 24, 2021. I'm Lori Calvacina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. This week in the podcast, we provide an end-of-summer update on our earnings transcript review and the high-frequency economic sentiment and virus indicators that we track. We also offer a few thoughts on what tapering means for the U.S. equity market. Three big things you need to know. First, last week's earnings calls provided an important reminder about the strength of the consumer. Second, the reflation trades remain tethered to COVID trends. And third, we think equity investors have already priced in tapering to a significant degree. If you'd like to hear more, here's another five minutes. While you're waiting, a quick reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and other major providers. Now the details. Takeaway number one. As we reviewed last week's S&P 500 earnings call transcripts, we paid careful attention to the consumer companies. Our impression is that the consumer is still in very good shape. Key points included a strong back-to-school start, strong in-store traffic trends, and benefits of the child tax credit extension. The home improvement market was also described as strong, though one company noted declining DIY demand. Outside of retail, the other thing that jumped out was that one industrial company noted that supply chain pressures are emanating from multiple sources and indicated that they're likely to last until the middle of 2022. Interestingly, we heard one retailer saying basically the same thing. On COVID, a few comments stuck out in our minds. On cash deployment, one company noted that they're keeping cash levels elevated due to the Delta variant for the time being. Several noted their guidance does not assume any new shutdowns, and a couple indicated they'd seen negative impacts from the Delta variant, while others said explicitly that they hadn't. Yet another said they expected back-half volatility in business trends because of it. There's always one or two quotes that stick out for me each time we do one of these transcript reviews. This time around, I thought one consumer company did a very good job of capturing this particular moment in time when they said, the recovery has evolved unevenly, and some markets are seeing their third or fourth waves of COVID, including increasing effects of new, more contagious strains of the virus, hindering a return to normal life. Takeaway number two, the reflation trades remain tethered to COVID trends, though the mechanics of how exactly they are tied together did change a bit last week. This idea that the variants might hinder a return to normal life contributed to a risk-off rotation in the major positioning trades last week. Value, small caps, and cyclicals all underperformed even though the rate of change in new COVID cases, a trend these trades have been tied to since March more or less, continued to decelerate. Last week's risk-off rotation wasn't just about the headlines though. The high-frequency economic indicators we've been tracking continue to show signs of deterioration in August, particularly on TSA flying and public transit usage. Open-table dining activity also remains in a stall. At the same time, several important economic barometers deteriorated, as U.S. economic surprises made a decisive move into negative territory for the first time in a very long time. Additionally, 2H21 and 1Q22 real U.S. GDP fork casts on the sell side slipped. Individual investor sentiment also continued to erode, with bears in the weekly AAII survey rising and bulls moving lower. But the indicators aren't uniformly negative, helping stocks get off to a good start this week, sparked by Monday's good vaccine approval news. 
Langer Consumer Comfort continues to show signs of a positive inflection. We may be getting a more up-to-date read there on consumer sentiment than the Michigan survey. Institutional investor positioning in U.S. equities tracked by CFTC also remains stable at very high levels. And on COVID, in addition to the deceleration in new case counts, growth in vaccinations is now outpacing growth in new cases. Meanwhile, several states are showing signs of a possible peak in new cases, including a number of states in the South. Going forward, what this means for stocks is that the reflation trades are still taking their cues from the COVID backdrop. As long as 2022 GDP forecasts remain comfortably above trend, which is the case currently with growth of 4.2% anticipated in real terms, we believe that the value cyclical and small cap trades can all reignite for one last hurrah after current COVID clouds clear. I think getting through back to school season will be a key event in terms of allowing those COVID clouds to finally clear, given rising questions and concerns about how the Delta variant impacts children and the lack of vaccine availability for children under 12. Takeaway number three, we expect tapering has already been priced into stocks to some degree. Over the past week, we fielded a number of questions about what tapering means for U.S. equity markets. We continue to believe that the primary impact will be on P.E. multiples. In recent years, the rate of change in the size of the Fed's balance sheet has been fairly correlated with the rate of change in bottom-up P.E. multiples. We don't expect multiples to expand anymore once tapering begins. Beyond the P.E. multiple, the most interesting thing we see in the 2013-2014 historical playbook is that small caps and value both underperformed during the 2014 taper. We think 2Q21 underperformance by these segments of the market was driven in part by the pull forward of expectations on the tapering timeline that occurred at that time, according to our investor survey work. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. And be sure to reach out to your RBC representative with any questions. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation, and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives.